Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave and I hope you're having a wonderful week. Uh, I am currently uh, being texted by a mysterious random person who wants to hang out and I have no idea who they are. It's one of those fun things of the digital age uh, where anybody can practically find your phone number and try to sell you something, I'm sure, or some kind of porn bot or something like that, I'm sure. Uh, heaven forbid it's somebody I actually know and don't have their number stored in my phone. But anyway, uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about other stuff. And joining me to talk about that other stuff is Johnny. If he, un <laughs> if he unmutes his microphone. Hi! There he is. I knew it was happening. <laughs> uh, I'm here. What's up? Johnny, the Smash Bros. Starting? champion. Oh, a champion. Uh, but warrior smash bros player that's for sure the smash bros warrior uh yeah i'll take warrior i like warrior how are the new fighter sprites <laughs> they're great dave awesome they're so good <laughs> <laughs> well banjo kazooie finally came out yeah and, and he's so much fun to play we haven't talked about it since we we kind of glossed over it but yeah then they launched the uh the super nintendo thing on the switch as well Yes, they sure did. Since that uh, Nintendo, what do they call it? That thing, the Nintendo Direct. That's what it's called. Yes, and I have had that's zero. It, that's what it's called. I downloaded it as soon as it went live, and I've had like zero time to play any Super Nintendo games, and it's making me very depressed. Oh, but I'll get. There. I downloaded it, but I haven't played anything. I only ever played like, was it? Isn't Doctor Mario on the NES one? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's the only one I've played of the NES or SNES. Oh, okay. Yeah, I beat all the Marios on NES, and now I, I want to jump on the SNES stuff. Anyway, uh, also, Johnny... Yeah, I've been busy with other games, but we'll talk about it. We will. In the yeah. episode. We Unless will. you want to talk about it right now. No, let's introduce the other person who... All right, so I downloaded a couple of new games I've never <laughs> played before. Okay. Continue. Are you going to introduce Jenny? She's also on the episode, Dave. Uh, I wanted to hear about these games. Maybe you should chime in afterwards. My God, I'll do it then. Also on the episode tonight, besides uh, Dave and myself, we got... Who is that? Oh, <laughs> it's Jenny. You guys are cracking me up, man. I'm just sitting here, like, trying not to laugh out loud, going, oh, my gosh, you guys. Aww. I have no clue. No clue. My mom said. I thought you were going to introduce Donkey and Diddy Kong. Oh, Diddy Kong all the way. I don't know. The I red, don't know what that is. The red Fred Durst hat. And t he wears a T-shirt, which means... He has shame, but Donkey Kong has no shame. <laughs> he, just, he just wears a tie. This is Nintendo, right? Uh, oh, that, that's uh, Super Nintendo, I think. Wasn't Donkey, <laughs> Donkey Kong Country was Super Nintendo, I believe. Donkey Kong Country was Super Nintendo, yep. Yeah. I hated that game. What? I could not stand it. What? But, uh, yes, Jen's here, and it's been a while. How are you doing, Jen? I am doing peachy. She's peachy. Peachy. Is, is this the yep. last season of Walking Dead coming up soon? Uh, they haven't announced it being the last, but don't get me started on that though, because I am I liked last season a lot. It was one of the better seasons out of the run. Like mm -hmm. it was really good, and I'm excited to see what they do. And Samantha Morton as freaking the Whisper. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Like they did, they did great last season. So I'm excited. Maybe I should ask you a question about something I know something about since I haven't watched Walking Dead in three years. Uh, we haven't heard what you thought of the boys. 
Oh my gosh, I love the boys. Yay! Love, love, loved it. It is so. I sweet. knew you would. Yeah. Oh my gosh, have you seen that meme going around? It's it's a really really funny political meme. It's what America thinks of itself, and it shows Superman, and then, and oh, then yeah. it just says, yeah. reality, and then it shows Homelander. <laughs> That's good. All right, I like that. It's so dead on, but yeah, <laughs> we'll play Frenchy. Frenchie's my favorite. Frenchie's awesome. Oh, so good. Such a good guy. Did I have a favorite? I'm trying to think. That might be a show where I don't really have a favorite character. I, I, I have for... characters I'm invested in. Like I really like Starlight. Yeah, me um, too. I really want to know what's gonna what's going on with A Train. Um, because he seems far more complex than than you know the first couple episodes portrayed him as. So there's much more to that character. And with the way it ended, I'm interested in seeing where that goes. What, how did that end? I can't remember. He he got uh was he I can't remember. He was shot? Was he shot or injured? Oh no, no, no. He had a he had a, a heart attack. Oh, that's right. That's right. And yeah. and Starlight and, she stayed and Hugh, with, Yeah, she stayed yeah, with him. Yeah. Hugh had Hugh considered for a moment staying there. Well, he didn't consider it. He tried it. He tried to like resuscitate him. Yeah. And uh and uh, uh, Starlight was like, no, 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 I'll help him. You go. So I wonder if that's going to change anything. Um, because, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure in the comics he did end up killing A-Train. Uh, and I think that was his first kill I believe, in the comics. Yeah, I believe so. And then, yeah, A-Train in the comics is white. It's a little different. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. So, so it's a different direction. So I want to know if that's going to impact anything. If that's if A Train's going to find out that Hugh tried to save him, and maybe that has an effect on him, or if he just just goes back to being a, because he seems like the least bad of all the bad guys, except for what's her face, Maeve. Maeve, yeah. Maeve, yeah. Except for Maeve, he seems like the dude is just like gotten in over his head, and he doesn't have cruel intentions, but. He's kind of going with the flow, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got problems. Yeah. Are so guys, he was are, more interesting than I thought from the beginning. Are you guys caught up on Preacher? I have not watched one episode. Oh my gosh! Like it is. It's so. I mean, it's if the boys was made by Seth Rogen. Like it's there. I think TV is doing a great job of translating Garth Ennis. Because they, I thought, I thought they did a great job with the boys of it just being, just wrong. Like, but there are scenes that are like so uncomfortable to watch, and you're laughing, and you're like, I should not be laughing at this, but you laugh at it. It's, it's the same thing with Preacher, except Preacher has taken it to an entirely different level right now. Like there, there are some scenes that are unwatchable. They're so uncomfortable to watch, but it's great. Totally. Totally in love with Garth Ennis's weirdness. So it's one of those shows where I, I want to catch up on it. I'm behind. Like uh, I think I finished up to the most recent season. I haven't seen any of the most recent season. It's the last season. Yeah, so that's what I hear. That's kind of why I want to watch it. I've got so many of those shows. Like right now, I'm trying to, and you should all go out and buy these on Blu-ray as soon as they become available. But all the CW shows of last this season. This is like the third time you've mentioned that. Are it's, you? It's weird, right? Uh, but yeah, it, you should definitely you should definitely all go out and buy the Blu-ray copies of all of the DC CW shows like Arrow and Flash. 
And Why Sup- are you pimping them? And Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow, all available on Blu-ray soon, if not already now. Or just get them digitally. Nope, nope, buy them Blu-ray. Um, huh. That was a test, and you failed the test. Oh, I passed. Uh, with, I now know what you're all about. With flying colors, I've passed. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to get through Supergirl, which, surprisingly, I've gotten through six and a half episodes, and I've really enjoyed the direction they're going. They're doing a great job with... Um, uh, shoot, who is who is he playing? Damn it, I forgot the character's name. Uh, Patriot. Uh... Something Patriot. Jimmy Olsen? No, uh, Children of... What are they? Damn it. I was literally just watching it. No, not Jimmy Olsen. Children of Men? Nope, nope. That's a movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was literally just watching it. And the dude from... Uh... Good Lord, my brain is broken. Children of the Corn. Nope. 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 Mm. Nope. Children uh, of the Future. Children of Man. Yeah, I think you said that already. And uh, uh, no, this time I said men. Oh, man, it's all all of it's wrong. Um, oh, season four, season four, uh, cast, main cast, Agent Liberty. That's it. The character is Agent Liberty, played by Sam Witwer, who's awesome. Oh, um, that's uh, that's uh, um, Darth Maul. Yeah, voice of Darth Maul, but he also played the dude from the Jedi Sith games, Force uh, Unleashed. Da, yes, yes, he was the the clone or whatever. Yeah, he was the protagonist, or yeah, or not. Yeah, whatever you want to take from that. <laughs> um, and I've actually enjoyed Brainy Brainiac Five a lot more than I thought I would in this season. I really didn't like him in the the previous season, but he's really pretty funny in this one um and yeah but mostly the the origins of agent liberty episode was fantastic uh so i've been enjoying that and i gotta watch a ton of other stuff that's where i was going with that uh speaking of streaming things um so they announced that nbc universal they announced it today and that's why i'm bringing it up uh, before we get into what we're actually gonna talk about uh nbc universal has their own app streaming app service called the peacock and that's <laughs> that's uh <laughs> and that is it's funny because it's got the word p in it yeah oh you forgot cock it's in there too what Ooh. yeah uh because they're the network that is the word you can only say in england right right uh because of cockney get it yeah i got it <laughs> zinger uh as of the the uh was it January 2021 parks and rec or no, sorry. Office will be only on that, that particular, the office will be only on that particular streaming service and October, 2020 parks and rec will only be on that service. So it'll be all gone from Netflix, Hulu or prime video as well. Um, and then they announced with that streaming service, a bunch of reboots that are coming and, and that they use the term reboot. I don't care what, the series runners are calling it, but they use the term reboot. You're going to get, uh, what did I see? A punky Brewster reboot. Mm-hmm. Chime or in. To not reboot. I mean, they might do fine with it, but I like the nostalgia of the original. I'm uh, okay. So I'm over the being upset about reboots anymore. Cause you just don't have to watch it. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, kind of probably won't watch it unless somebody tells me it's amazing and then right. i'll give it a try um they're gonna reboot 
my interest. They're going to reboot Saved by the Bell with Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkley set to return uh, as producers. And also Soleil Moon Fry is returning as Punky. Which, she got hot. She got hot. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. Um, Mr. Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmall is doing another reboot of the Battlestar Galactica series. Oh, and all of those reboots have always been wildly successful. So, this is something to look forward to. Um, and he is saying it's not a reboot, that it is going to take place in the already existing universe that was created recently. Hmm. So, yes. So, here's my thought for the Saved by the Bell one, which is the only one that I have any attachment to, mm-hmm. is... My guess is they're going to do the Fuller House route, where it's not necessarily a reboot entirely, brand new characters and and actors playing the old roles. I think it's going to be new, like the kids of the original cast and stuff like that coming back, and then they're the primary. Sure, focus. like a Girl Meets World type thing, and like you said, yeah, 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 like Girl Meets World. Yeah, yeah, they did that too. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I could... my that's my guess, and I think that's the way to go to get people involved. Because we already like Zach Morris and AC Slater, mm-hmm. and they, so and then I think Fallon proved that a reunion was was very popular by he was getting like each one of them on his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Should be interesting to see. Um, a show nice. called Doctor Death is coming, starring Jamie Dornan, Alec Baldwin, and Christian Slater. Christian Slater, wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think he did anything other than Mr. Robot. Yeah. I, I thought know. that was the only thing he lived for now. But, uh... So, yeah. Uh, a lot of weird stuff coming to the Peacock, uh, along with making their popular shows like The Office and Parks and Rec strictly towards their stuff. Oh, and the Psych movie, Psych 2, Lassie Come Home, will also be on the Peacock and not on USA. Which means mm. now I have to get the peacock. Damn it! Mm. That is not news I wanted to read. And I just did. Uh, I'll have to find somebody who gets it. Well, it's free. You can get it free with commercials. So there's that. The app will, okay. will be free to stream with commercials. Or you can pay who, who for it. Who does that, though? Yeah, I know. Hulu. <laughs> they have they had that for a while. Yeah, but you still have to pay for it. Right. They used to have it. Hulu used to be mm-hmm. free with commercials. But now, yeah, you have to pay for it. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. Oh, and AP Bio Season 4, which I like AP Bio. I've, I watched the first season. Mm. Oh, wait, they have a, a synopsis of the Saved by the Bell reboot. Do we want to hear it? Yes, and then I'd like to not talk about the <laughs> peacock anymore. Okay, yeah, I was ready to move on until I saw this. Um, Wow. When California Governor Zach Morris gets into hot yeah gets into hot water for closing too many low-income high schools, he proposes they send the affected students to the highest-performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. The influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside kids a much-needed and hilarious dose of reality. Wow! So did that say Governor (laughs) California Governor Zach Morris? Wow! (laughs) Wow! Not Screech? Nope. Uh, no, I don't. 
I wonder if they're going to bring Screech back after everything. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Whatever. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, all right. Well, I don't know. He's pretty busy in Port Washington, Wisconsin. What's he doing in there? Buying video games every Tuesday. My brother, oh, okay. my brother worked at the Walmart there, and he said he would come in every Saturday or every uh, Tuesday when new games came out. Okay. But oh, that no, was that Port Washington Walmart's going to be flooded every. What day did you say? <laughs> every Tuesday. I think you meant every Thursday. Wink. <laughs> uh, that wasn't. Yeah, that was over 10 years ago, so I don't know if he even still lives there. Oh, well, yeah, that doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right, let's move on. So today we are actually going to talk about, we have a topic. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite and least favorite movies. Movies we might have left the theater for, and movies we can rewatch repeatedly ad nauseum um, without ever getting sick of these movies ever, even to this date. You know how when you get older, sometimes movies don't hold up anymore. Um, but that doesn't happen for these particular movies. So we're just going to go around the table and, you know, we'll do one and then the other. So we'll do one favorite, then one, uh, least favorite or hated movies type of thing. And mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll argue and disagree about certain stuff and that will make this episode fun and want to rip out your hair. So that was my, my goal. Anybody want to start with one of their favorite movies of all time? Ooh, I'll start. All right, Johnny. Unless, Jenny, did you want to start? Uh, go for it. Okay. I know right. mine, but I'll, I'll talk about it here in a minute. So, all right, Johnny, go. Um, I've had kind of the same top five for years, but my, the, my number one go-to, uh, and it's one that I watch every year on a specific day in a specific month, and it's V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta is hands down my favorite and, and to me, the best movie Ever. And you watch it on July 4th, right? Yep, every July 4th the to 4th? celebrate London's independence. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I know, I think we compete on uh, on November 5th to who puts it up first, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I always, I always try to post it. Um, and my, but my brother and I will send each other reminders. Like so, on on November fourth, we'll send each other a text. Remember, remember tomorrow, because doing the whole incantation is dumb. Uh, but it's not a dumb, it's not a dumb saying, because that movie is amazing. I freaking love that movie. I love everything about it. I think aesthetically, it looks amazing. I think it's incredibly well acted by everyone who's in the cast. Um, I think the 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 visuals. Are still 100% hold up. I mean, and I know there's not a lot of CG, but there are some things like when he's throwing the blades and the camera kind of follows the blades as they're moving slow, but they leave that trail behind them. And then into the guys. Um, I love V for Vendetta. And uh, boy, I guess I, 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 <laughs> I don't really know. What do you, what do you, what do you want to talk about? You want to ask me questions about it or you want to talk about the movie? Do you remember the first time you saw it? Excuse me, I had to cough. I do remember the first time I saw it. I drug uh, my girlfriend there because she was only mildly interested in seeing it. But I you, dra you, like, you, you dragged her there. You didn't drug her, right? What did I say? You said you drug her. My you no, I, I drug my no, like, like you didn't give no, her like physically. Like she didn't want to leave, oh, okay, and I forced okay. her to leave. You didn't like give her. It was no like roofies. She no. was holding on to the bedpost, saying, "I don't want to go." And I said, "You listen to me. You're gonna go." So, or I'm going to give you these movie roofies. 
Yeah, popcorn. That's what right. I call it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you want your popcorn, don't you? Oh, yeah, I forgot I want my popcorn. So, so you were a fan from the first time you saw it, or was it a movie that grew on you over the years? It was the first time. It's, it, it has continued to grow as, as my favorite movie. I just really, really liked it when I saw it. It was so different than what the trailers advertised, because the trailers, when they say, you know, when the trailers are like, by the Wachowski brothers, and well, it wasn't directed by, but written by the Wachowski brothers, the visionary directors of the Matrix trilogy, <laughs> and, uh, and and they show a, a good amount of decent amount of action right. in the trailer. You go into that expecting action, so I totally get kind of first came out the reviews for it were really good but i know there were a good amount of people that were like this isn't what we thought it was and kind of didn't like it because of that because it's a very story driven film and it's, it's about very, the very relationship smart. between a character between the characters and i'm sorry if you mentioned this already did you read the the graphic novel first no, I read the graphic novel after. I knew it was based on a graphic novel, okay. uh, but I wasn't really into reading that stuff mm -hmm. at that time. When did that come out? That must have been 2005? Uh, Mid-2000s? I can look it up if you want to keep talking. Yeah, You know what? It might have been like 2006, maybe March 2006, now that I think about it. Um, but, uh, it, you know, the, the only comic-type stuff I was really into at that time was, was Wally West Flash comics. You are correct. March 2006. Woo! Nailed it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really, really, really wanted to see it. So my, uh, my, my girlfriend was mildly interested, and I said, I really want to see it. Let's see it as soon as we can. And we went and saw it, and I was, like, I was blown away. It was not at all what I expected, but I loved everything about it. Um, I love how little music there is in there, how you get scenes where, where there's just silence and it's the characters just talking to each other. That's something I think a lot of movies these days don't do those mm -hmm. silent moments. A lot of like, you'll get that in like the art house movies, but not like a standard Hollywood type film. You know, you wouldn't get that typically in a blockbuster movie, let's say like an MCU film. Mm -hmm. You typically don't have those quiet moments. Right. So everything about it, I loved, and I loved all the rhymes and 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 all the one-liners. My um, my my favorite line from it was the uh, was when uh, Creedy's trying to kill V after V decimated all the dudes in the sewer, and he's firing shots at him, and V's not dropping, and he's like, "Die, die! Why would you die?" And then V gives that speech where he says. Uh, uh, beneath this mask, there is more than flesh. Beneath this, beneath this mask, there is an idea, Mr. Creedy, and ideas are bulletproof. And when that, when he said that in the movie, I was like, oh, that is incredible. <laughs> I, I just, I loved it. I loved it. So I went and saw that, I think, five more times in the theater. Wow. When it, when it was out. That's and back in the day, I think LimeWire might have still been around. And I think I found it on LimeWire and downloaded it and watched it a bunch more times uh like a like an hd cam quality you know oh, real sure. shitty look yeah uh just because i couldn't get enough of it and i wanted to keep watching it and then it came out on dvd so i bought it on dvd and it's been re-released on blu-ray i think twice and i have both versions and i've downloaded it digitally like i own more copies of that movie than i own pairs of socks <laughs> <laughs> Because I just I love one pair of socks, so I don't know if that says a lot. <laughs> well, if you don't, you know, if you take them off when you're at home, you can re you can rewear them. 
There you go. <laughs> or just wear them in the shower and they get clean like the rest of you. So. Oh, Fine. oh yeah. <laughs> Don't oh. So that that's the big one for me, man. V for Vendetta. I, I adore that film. I, I truly think, and this is just for me, that it's the best film I've ever seen. I haven't seen another movie that has toppled the, the, the love uh, and adoration I have for that movie. It's a good choice, man. Thanks, dude. I will I, totally support you on that. Thank you. I can't wait to hear yours. And I promise you, I'm going to support you no matter what you say. Well, I have a feeling mine does not come as a surprise. But Well, before we get into it, let me just get relaxed here and real quick. Pop oh. open a can of ice cold Mountain Dew Voltage, you guys. Because when, li listen, when you got a friend and she's going to tell you about her favorite movie of all time and you don't want to interject or interrupt when you just want to sit quietly and let her gush like you just got to do then you just pop open an ice cold mountain dew voltage you take a swig of that just like this right here mm. and now you can shut up we were all part of that swig that was that's fantastic <laughs> oh geez all right do you guys want to know because i've never said it before it's gonna be a complete surprise oh that leads me to believe she says it all the time mm, i'm ready flash no no flash gordon Hands down, my favorite movie of all time. And not because it's the greatest movie of all time, because it is the greatest movie of all time. It's so cheesy and so spectacularly awesome. It captures 1980 in a nutshell. And it's got Max von Snyder in it with the soundtrack by Queen. And every person, even if they haven't seen the movie, knows the soundtrack. So, yeah. Ask me questions. I'm ready. It's my favorite. Same question that was posed to me. When Do you remember the first time you saw it? I was, well, I kind of remember it, but I was like super, super young. I was almost three. And I think I remember it more so because my mom remembered it and told me the story all the time. Um, she took me and my brother Chris and David to see it in the theater and she had bought popcorn and soda and the soda didn't have a lid on it. And I was so intrigued on it. I just put my whole hand into the soda. <laughs> and then I walked around the house going, no, no for months afterwards. And then when I got a little bit older and I was like in elementary school, I remember it was probably third grade and everybody wanted to dress up as princesses for, um, for some party or something like that. And I was so upset that my mom could not make me one of Ming's women's dresses because I wanted like to be able to drink like green Kool-Aid and wear a green dress. Oh. And my mom trying to explain that to me, I remember it broke my heart that I could not look like them on the movie. And then I got into my teenage years and I realized it is a very cheesy movie. <laughs> it does not hold up to time. And it made it even better because I felt like I was I was going through the phase in life where I felt like I was a complete music snob. Like, I only like the good bands and anybody else who doesn't like them all suck. And you're all just posers. I was like the angry, like Seattle grunge girl, just mad at everything. And I thought I was so cool because it's a soundtrack by Queen. Like, how can you go wrong? And it's just followed me through like every stage of my life in funny moments like it just it makes me smile every time 
And mm-hmm. whenever like I have to make like that hard choice, like do I do this or do I not do this? I just remember Flash put his hand into the rock and did not get stung. So it's doable. So <laughs> Jordan, it's amazing. That's awesome. Do you have any any yeah. idea how many times you've seen it? Oh God, no. It's gotta be pushing thirty. Easily. I mean, in the last year, I know I've watched it this last year five times already because it was on cable. It was on one of the cable channels every time. It's like, do I go Food Network or do I go Flash Gordon? Well, Flash Gordon. Um, <laughs> Food <yeah>. Network. <laughs> Food Network or Flash Gordon. Couldn't be two more different things in the world. If you are in my house on a daily basis, if I am not watching it, like actually committing myself to sit down and watch a show or a movie... It's Food Network. I was going to say it. It's the best filler TV in the world. Oh, and Guy so Fieri is an awesome human being. So The only time I spent in your house, uh, college football was on. But that was because it was a Saturday. Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be a lot lately, too, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things I've, I've always liked and appreciated about Flash Gordon is the fact that it was uh, it, it's a character from a time where the 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 protagonist that wears a shirt with his name on the front was the cool thing and that's incredible you want to know on on a similar topic though what i love about it as well is is flash has kind of those stereotypes of being the jock like he's not always the smartest and he's the good looking guy and all that but his like sense of humanity through the whole thing you forget that he's you know, a football player. And then Gail is a strong woman, even though she also goes into the stereotypes of like, go Flash, go. Um, But then like Ming, Ming is, Ming, especially in the comics, if you find like some of the older comics where it's like Ming and Hitler and those weird ones, Mm -hmm. Ming's an interesting character because he's not human and he doesn't understand human emotions, except everything he does revolves around human emotions. So it makes no sense, but it's mm. awesome. And it's Max von Snydout, so you can't go wrong. So yeah. And there's a great documentary out on Flash Gordon, and they, they have they have Brian May from Queen. They've got, um, oh God, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Brian, got the play Volton, Hawkman. They're interviewing them, and they live next to each other. And they're they're talking to Maine, and, you know, he lives next door to Hawkman. And he goes, yeah, every now and again I'll be sitting here trying to write, and all I hear is, Gordon's alive? And the whole theater, when I saw it, just started cracking up because it was <laughs> really funny. And then I was just like, I love this guy. So, yeah, Hawkman was always my, my favorite. Voltron was is the best he didn't care he didn't he wasn't on anybody's side he's just like ah. <laughs> so it sounds like it's one of those movies where you saw it when it when you were young and it just and it just stuck with you and it's kind of ingrained in you now it's part of who you are yeah it was one of those that was fun when i was young then it became cool because like they dressed like jim and the holograms and they were rad and then it just became more I understood it more the older I got, and I I appreciated why it's so cheesy and why it's so great. If they, like I said before, if they ever try to remake a live action movie of Flash Gordon, 
I'm going to be out at the movie studios protesting. What about? I am intrigued though because there's the whole thing about doing it as an animated series now, which is intriguing. What so, about what about the sci-fi Flash Gordon in 07? I tried watching it, did not like it though. It it didn't have I what I love about Flash Gordon isn't even so much the character Flash Gordon, it's the style. That 1980s over the top cheesy style, which is spectacular. Yeah, it w- that's going to be lost if they do a a, a remake of it well, today. You, you've heard what they're trying to do, right? Uh, no, not not specifically. Just I, that, just that there have been rumors of a remake for you. I can't remember if it's like Netflix or Hulu. One of them um have been in negotiations to make it an animated. Um, with Taika, oh yeah, with, yeah, you with, just said that. It's before. Uh, Disney and Fox with Taika Waititi. Yeah, see, I'm on board for that. I think that would be great. Great person behind it, a good studio with money behind it, and anime. Uh, animation so i'm cool with that but if they're like we're gonna get chris helmsworth and he's gonna play flash and we're gonna have a bunch of cgi spaceships and... oh i don't know I, I don't know if you're looking for that that kind of 70s camp i think hemsworth would be the one to go with but i he's... would not want to do it because it what makes it special is that it was made in the 80s it was made in the late 70s it came out in i think May of in nineteen eighty, I think. It came out in eighty, yeah, but I don't know what month. Yes. Dave, Dave will check to make sure we're right. <laughs> but it it's one of those things that if they try to remake it, they're going to they're gonna they're gonna do one of two things. They're going to try to remake it where it looks like it's nineteen eighty because that's the popular thing right now. Or they're going to try to make it and make it modernized and realistic, you know, more like a like a modern Star Trek movie or something. And I think both would be both would be cheesy in the non-cool way of cheesy, where mm-hmm. the current 1980s film is cheesy in the awesome cheesy way. So, right, because they were working with what they had. If they were to let's let's say they try to emulate the original Flash Gordon style for that movie, then why even remake it? Yeah, exactly. What's, and what's the point? Well, what was great too about about Flash Gordon is they were just basically riding the, you know, the coattails of, uh, of Star Wars. And they made this great action flick that didn't really do well. I mean, it did okay, but it was kind of a, a flop because, I mean, they were competing with Star Wars. And Star Wars... Well, anything, yeah, anything space-related that came out after 77 was a, was a knockoff. Yeah. Considered a knockoff. I'm not calling it that, but that's... Or inspired by. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. It, those types of movies typically didn't get made that often. Those those space-faring mm-hmm. adventure-type films. And when Star Wars came out and w- became beloved, then studios and filmmakers were like, maybe we can do these things. Well, and they maybe. took like the things that like Lucasfilm and such did with Star Wars, and they were able to attempt to recreate it you know with the uh the models and the sets and things like that so well there's there's a movie out there that i recommend nobody see that is uh a very much star star wars ripoff that stars the hoff david hasselhoff oh uh and christopher Plummer. and if you know her from uh 70s and 80s like sci-fi and horror movies thrillers 
uh, Caroline Monroe. She's um, I don't know, not a scream queen, so to speak, but she's used in those kind of movies for a very particular set of assets. Um, we'll just put it at that, I guess. Uh, it's called Star Crash. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I figured it's Star Crash. Yeah. That came out right after Star Wars. Yeah, 79. It's, uh, it is, it is god awful. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, Mystery Science Theater 2000 did an episode on it. And it's, they're looking at it. Like, this is like if, if your, your community theater did Guardians of the Galaxy is what this looks like. Uh, it's, oh, it's so bad. And, but so fun. There's like, there's a robot now your your typical robot voice is very mechanical or British, right? <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's our robot voice. This is very southern hillbilly voice for a robot. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh man, it's awful. Uh, if you want to see a really funny, awful movie, watch that. And you know the Hoff is in it. So, <laughs> oh man. All right, all right. Sorry, Flash Gordon. Yes. Uh, a funny story about Flash Gordon. I was maybe 16 or 17 when I first heard about Flash Gordon, and I had no idea what they were talking about. I'm like, you mean the Flash, right? The guy that runs real fast? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's one that's named Gordon. I don't know what you're talking about. As as a fan of the Flash, I have had that conversation many, many, many times. <laughs> I'm like, sure. The funniest thing is anytime I go to like anywhere that sells like geek t-shirts or anything like that, I still want the Flash Gordon Ringer t-shirt really bad. So like I'll, I'll go like, – yeah, you know, Comic-Con, they'll have the big t-shirt booth, and I'll go, do you have uh, the Flash Gordon, t- the one that just says Flash? And they're like, oh, and they'll take me right over to the Flash. And I'm like, no, 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 Gordon. Mm. You're yeah, supposed those, to be a nerd. Those volunteers at those booths don't know nothing. They don't, man. Mm. Oh, well. Okay, Dave, I have a feeling I know your movie, but I'm curious if I know your movie. So. Oh, I'd, I'd like you to guess. Uh, should I or should I wait till you say it? Well, I have a guess. I'd like to I hear. Have a guess. I'd like to hear both of your guesses. I guessed right, right on Jenny. I want to hear. Go first, or wait, we can say it at the both time and see if we both have the same idea. Okay. All right. All right. On on three. So one, two, three. Then we say it. Okay. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. That's pretty good. Are we right? Yeah, you're Are right. We right. You're right. Yes. Oh, that was really We're good. incredible. Really funny. <laughs> Let's spend the next fifteen minutes talking about how great Jenny and I are. Yeah. Forget my movie. Instead of you talking about dressing. <laughs> All right. Forget my movie. Oh. Awesome. That's funny. Go, Dave. Tell us why you love it so much. Uh, cause it was at that cornerstone of becoming a grown up or a teenager and still being a kid when it came out. So I had that, you know, that childlike imagination, but at the same time I was like, this is really violent and awesome. Like they're, that thing, they just ripped a dude in half when he was on the toilet. It was fantastic. Um, little did I know later he wasn't actually going to the bathroom. I had to realize he was just hiding. Um, it made it funnier when I thought he was going to the bathroom, but, um, no, I, it's one of the first movies I saw where I read the book first, and I was really excited for the movie coming because you saw the trailer, and I was just stoked. Um, and it was at a time when my uncle, my dad's brother, would take me into movies all the time, and they'd be R-rated movies. Um, he let me see stuff that I wasn't supposed to see, and it was, you know, he was the cool uncle. Um, <laughs> and so he he said, you know, well, so we'll go see this movie, and I I vividly remember the drive there and the drive home. 
Uh, that's how much I remember. And, of course, sitting for the movie. Uh, I remember reading the book, trying to get it done quickly as possible. Reading the book um, on the ride there and back from Great America uh, and getting car sick, not caring because I wanted to finish this book so badly. Um, so, so I could see this movie. And uh, I don't know why I had to read the book so badly. I just did. And that started me down my favorite author, Michael Crichton's book. Uh, what do you call it? Bibliography. Right? No, that's not what you call it. What do you call a, a writer's list of works? Uh, not filmography. Not uh, bibliography sounded right to me. Bibliography that, is uh, his collection, his library is I don't know. The, uh, yeah, there is a term for it. What is it? Yeah, I know. I'm drawing a blank too. Oh, uh, collected works. Yeah, that's. Uh, that, I mean, that's close. I'm gonna look it up. Let's see, Michael Crichton. And then, yeah, that's I did mean Michael Crichton. I know I spelled it wrong. Uh, ch -ch 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 -ch. Oh, this doesn't say it at all. Whatever. Uh, if you what's know what's the what's yeah. the word? <laughs> oh man, there's just no list. Like, it just prose. No, that can't be right. Hold on, word for Stop. list of books by a specific author. What is a list of books called? A catalog. Catalog, okay. That works, I guess. Well, a list of books in a library is called a catalog. Oh. Um, what is the word for all of an author's books? Let's see. <laughs> bibliography, is it? I think, right? Wikipedia what, uses the term bibliography. That's what I said. For some reason, that didn't feel right, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, but yes, but then that be, I became a big Michael Crichton fan. I read everything that came out um, before and then after. Um, I was I was hooked, and then I you know that I found out he worked on ER, and I even I didn't like that show, and I watched it just because that was his show. Um, Westworld was his too, the original film. And then uh, I realized when I was watching Thirteen Reasons Why that the the character the main character is a Michael Crichton fan. You can see it on his his bookshelf. I just thought it was a cool aesthetic. Um, to, to the set, you know. Whether the character is an actual fan or not, somebody put it in there, and there's a whole bunch of his books in the bookshelf. Uh, that was pretty cool. But uh, Jurassic Park, I just—it's just a movie I can go back to anytime. I got to see it again recently on the big screen, and it was fantastic. And uh, nothing to me holds up to the the wonder of the first one, uh, and just the use of practical and and CGI. It just all looks really well done, and it's Spielberg and. Um, and the sound and sound effects and everything all work really well, and it's just my favorite favoriteest movie. I like it. And yeah, I've answered the one question we've asked everybody so far. Um, but yeah, I've, you sure I've, did. I've told that story several times on this podcast. So, by the way, the the specific term for the works of a painter, composer, or author regarded collectively is oeuvre oeuvre okay an oeuvre the the michael crichton oeuvre all right sounds like they're ordering an oeuvre because uh, <laughs> he drank too much and need a, to get a ride home <laughs> i would like an oeuvre with a side of ranch please <laughs> uh all right johnny now we're gonna go 
to other way with it and talk about movies we hate. A movie maybe we didn't finish, we walked out on, or we rented and got like 20 minutes in and said, I need to take this back to Blockbuster immediately. Uh, This is garbage. Um, Go for it. So, uh, of all the films I've seen, I cannot think of a single one where I walked away from it regardless of how bad it was uh there have been times when i'm watching for example a movie on like netflix or or hulu and if it's not interesting or whatever i'll maybe skip ahead some scenes yeah to see if it picks up because i'm really not enjoying it um but but i'll typically finish it you know i'll but so so i guess you could you could consider that like skimming through it um so i've skimmed through movies before that are particularly bad uh and this one probably won't come as any surprise because i still hate this movie today uh and probably forever will and that's batman v superman oh i think that is my most disliked film of all time i can because Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I can tell you, the first time I saw it, I was so excited. I got, uh, I think I asked you to go, and you couldn't. I got pre-release screening tickets to it, uh, because I went to some trailer event at the movie theater, and then you automatically got a free ticket to see it the week before it came out. Oh. And uh, so I'm in the theater that, it was like the Tuesday before it came out. And I'm so excited to see this movie because it's Batman and Superman and we're building towards the Justice League. And this was like the first step, right? We mm-hmm. had Man of Steel, but this was the first official step. And we're going to get Wonder Woman. And the rumors of Flash and Cyborg were there. You know, Aquaman was going to make a, a cameo. And they were all there, sure. But uh, the first time, and it's not just because he uses a gun. It was because of the way and reason he used the gun uh, on the car. And he's he's literally killing people. Like, those, those there's no way mm-hmm. those criminals survived. I was uncomfortable in the theater watching that version of Batman. And yeah, for sure. Me too. <laughs> and it's me and, too. Now I, I'm not a diehard Superman or Batman fan, but right. I love and respect the characters. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody's going to make a film about them, I would assume that they too love and respect the characters and Snyder and co obviously don't. And I should, I, I was really hesitant going into it because the trailers didn't look good to me um man of steel i was very lukewarm on i've warmed up a little bit to it over time but i still have some there are still some glaring issues not just not just from uh an adaptation perspective with regards to the character of superman but the film itself and how certain things are presented and and uh i guess just real quick how how the the film is trying to deconstruct everyone's idea of what superman is so you have to know who and what superman is going into it which isn't too much of a stretch most people know superman but then they also expect you to throw out what you know and and kind of crap all over it you know what i mean like expecting people to come in with expectations to blow those expectations away but then also chiding you for having expectations okay, right, in the first place. right right do you want to Want to know why though? I I think this is DC's biggest problem with most of their movies. It, I mean, all the way up to Aquaman. I know Aquaman was considered a hit based off of their other movies, but not to me. Wonder Woman <laughs> and Shazam, I think, are the only ones that have actually landed. But I think the problem with like Batman versus Superman and 
you know, the Superman movies, and we'll get to my most hated movie in a minute. But oh, um, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's it, I think I know <laughs> what it is now. <laughs> um, they don't trust the intelligence of the of the audience. No. They feed you like they'll do a joke, but then they explain the joke just in case you're a 90 year old man who doesn't get their 16 year old grandchild's like humor. Like they do that consistently. They they give you such a ignorant kindergarten explanation of the plot stories that you don't have to think about what you're watching. You just watch it, it's popcorn movie and things explode. And it sucks because both Batman and Superman are such layered characters that have awesome backstories that you don't need to redo because everybody pretty much knows the backstory of Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. But they they just keep reiterating that backstory. And then after they do that, they they hold your hand through the entire film and then use way too much CGI. But I thought they did great casting for Batman and Superman. I agree with. I think a lot of people hated Ben Affleck as Batman, but I I actually really liked the older Bruce Wayne, and I I loved it and I was super excited for it. But I mean, that that scene, Martha, why you say her name? Oh, like, like oh my God, you guys really? It they, is one of the worst. They yeah. make the audience feel stupid when they walk out of there, and. And it basically it comes down to really poor writing and not trusting your audience. There's no intelligence behind those movies. They have a budget. They've got excellent casting, but they they fall short because they don't trust their viewers. Yeah, I think uh, so. So to specifically talk about Batman v Superman, because I know I veered off into Man of Steel for a minute. Um, I think that I, I agree with you. The casting overall was pretty good, although the casting was really only Batman, Superman, Lois Lane, and Lex Luthor. And Amy Adams gets nothing to do as Lois Lane. And and they killed Jimmy Jesse Olsen. Eisenberg was woefully miscast as as Lex Luthor. And and the problem uh, the, the the problem I, I guess I'm veering back into the overall DC thing again <laughs> is that y- you guys remember that interview. He, Snyder did two different interviews, each for, one for each specific thing I'm going to mention. The one about Batman killing people. You remember that interview where the, the interviewer was talking to him and he's like, you have Batman kill people in this movie. And Snyder's like got this kind of smirk on his face like, well, yeah, I just, you know, in our movie, I don't really see it as Batman killing people. It's just he needs to blow up that car. And if there are people in the car, that's not his problem. It's like murder by proxy. But and he that walks is just, out with a gun and starts killing like people. Uh, it's it's insane. He kills people in that warehouse fight, which that warehouse fight is so cool. It's the only good yeah, part of the movie. Absolutely. Is that warehouse fight, but he's killing people in it, and then you hurt Batman. Because that's not what Batman does, and if that's what you make Batman do, then don't do Batman. Do a different character. I you, You've totally, like, sparked a nerve, like, in me, because, like, going back, like, with don't trusting the audience and all that, Mm-hmm. Exactly what you just said is that they didn't say consistent to the characters. And you have the whole idea of why Batman wants to destroy Superman is is fear. He is afraid of somebody with that much power in Gotham. 
you know, he doesn't want to know, he doesn't want to see the bad alien ships coming and the people he vigilante protects every day be harmed by this alien. Well, that's the thing. And such a great storyline and they barely tapped on it because they were too busy showing fight scenes. Well, that that's my problem with it. Batman's never done that that way. That's Lex Luthor. The fear, yes. the fear that Batman has is Lex Luthor's fear. Uh, Batman has always wanted to protect the world in case Superman is corrupted, or or somehow you know loses control, and he's done that, and he's done it to the entire Justice League by keeping each of their weaknesses at hand and not mm-hmm. telling them. And, well, and and that works in the comics because in the comics Batman is an incredible detective, right? So so it makes sense when when someone says Batman, don't you? Aren't you worried about that Superman? And Batman would be like, I already scoped it out. But if anything happens, I got a backup plan, right? Like he, Batman would Batman wouldn't look at one situation, which is really all that happens in that film. He looks at one situation and automatically thinks that there's a chance that Superman will destroy everyone based on one encounter, one situation. Doesn't do any background, doesn't do any research. He doesn't even know who Superman is for exactly. the majority of the film. Right. And that's not Batman. Batman would immediately start looking into who Superman really is. And then he'd find out. His name's Clark. Yep. And he was raised by parents in Kansas. And his mother's name is Martha. And then he'd avoid that whole Martha thing. He'd be like, huh, well, that's a coincidence. Right. And then move on. Right. Not, not just some they, idiot who finds it out by accident or because Lex Luthor told him. And so it's not just the character stuff. But but also, oh, I, got, I got to go back real quick to the thing I was going to say. The other interview. And this is about Aquaman. When he was doing interviews and rounds for for uh, um, Justice League, Jason Momoa said that Zack Snyder told him, I'm going to make Aquaman a badass in this. And then in interviews, Zack Snyder would say things like, you know, everyone kind of sees Aquaman as a joke. Yeah, casual people who don't read the comics see Aquaman as a joke. Mm -hmm. But comic readers, people who know the character, know that he is a badass. He's so cool in the comics. But he's become a joke in the mainstream. So just do the comics so people can see what the comic readers see in that character. But instead, he tries to ramp it up to 11. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he casted Jason Momoa to play Jason Momoa. So he doesn't understand anything about the characters. And that's obvious in Batman v Superman and obvious in Justice League. But it's not the only problem with the film. It's my biggest gripe is the misunderstanding of the characters and the disrespect to the characters and the legacy and what they stand for. But the film itself is just garbage. (laughs) Visually uninteresting. It's dark 95% of the time. The action isn't good. The CG isn't good. The, The story beats aren't good. The acting, even though they have a good cast, and I do think Henry Cavill's a good actor. I think a lot of people have given him shit over the years, but I think it's because they've only seen him in Man of Steel and BVS and Justice League. But he's a good actor, and he could play the right Superman, but you got to get the right people to write the character, and they didn't do that. Yeah, he's good good in Man from Uncle and uh, Mission Impossible. And Mission Impossible. Yeah, he's good in both those, and he plays those roles perfectly. Yeah. Like, they're exactly what they're supposed to be. So he's a good actor. But they're not given anything to do. Mm-hmm. Like, Ben Affleck is a good choice for an older, grizzled version of Batman. But that's not Batman yeah. that they gave us. Amy Adams? Come on. I mean, Lord... Amy Adams had nothing to do in the film. Lex Luthor was nothing like his character. Yeah. Um, Gal Gadot. And, and I think because... Gal Gadot was, was the best part of that movie. 
Yeah, she was, which is weird because she was barely in it. Right. And honestly, in this movie, when you compare her to Wonder Woman, she wasn't that good. No. Like in but Wonder think, Woman, she's way better. Right. I think this was our chance to see her not as the girl from Fast and Furious, but as Wonder Woman. And I think it mm-hmm. it blew my expectations away. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 it made me interested in seeing a movie of her, mm-hmm. but it, but it, uh, kind of comes back to the flash thing we talked about a few episodes ago, which is I, when she showed up, I didn't care to see a movie about her because I hated this world in this universe at that point. Yeah. I didn't want to see anyone else. I wanted them to scrap it and it took them too long to do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just, just the movie itself is a train wreck. <laughs> Nothing in it works. Just, just nothing. I know he's and, and again, the only cool thing is that warehouse fight, but it's ruined because Batman's killing people. Yeah, and that's really that part is when you think that's when like, man, the whole scene when he flies up, he's got Alfred on the microphone, and it's like, this is Batman. Here it is. This is it. Mm. And then yeah, he kills people. Flies in through the window. That was so cool looking. The uh, whole fight, the whole showdown, yeah. the title, the title moment lasted yeah. eight minutes. <laughs> and an almost three-hour-long movie. Yeah. And in the director's cut, it is a three-hours-long movie. Mm-hmm. And it's still only eight minutes. Yeah. It's it's just it's just garbage. It's just a garbage movie. It's the movie I get the angriest about. It's the only movie where I think it taints the director's record so much for me. I love the stuff that came before. Three hundred and um, what was the other one? Watchmen. Da- I love three hundred Watchmen. I think those are great movies, mm-hmm. and and that's where Zack Snyder should stay, is Dawn... adapting material that's suitable to his style. Dawn of the Dead, but... too. Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. Dawn of the Dead was awesome. So he did three movies which were adaptations, or you know, one was a reboot. Right. And they were good. Like, yeah. Watchmen's surprisingly good. And 300 blew a lot of people's minds. And Dawn of the Dead was one of those zombie movies that people thought was just going to be dumb, and then you went and saw it and went, oh, holy cow. Yeah, there's something to this, right? Especially that cover of "Down Down with the Sickness." <laughs> get right. up, come on, get down with the sickness. Uh, Love that. Comes out. So anyway, door. I know I, I we've talked for way too long about it, but that is probably my most hated movie of all time. I loathe it. I despise it. I don't understand why people like it. I think a lot of people like it ironically, which is dumb. Liking anything ironically is dumb. That makes you <laughs> dummy. Don't do that. But the people who genuinely like it, I think they like it because it upset a lot. Well, okay. I think there are groups of people. There are people who like it ironically, which screw them. They're dumb. I think there are people who like it because there are a lot of people who don't like it because they're trolls and they suck and they're dumb. Mm-hmm. And the people who genuinely like it as a film, I can't, I just, I can't. I could never hear you say, I like this movie and me take that in good faith and believe that there's a chance I'll like it. I'll never trust your judgment. If you truly, honestly like Batman v Superman and think it's a good movie, there is not there, there is there is no situation where you could tell me I saw this movie and it was good. I think you'd like it where I wouldn't second guess your judgment. It can't be done. <laughs> All right. You tainted your record all right all right jenny it is it is your turn no you're fine you're fine (laughs) 
I started pacing. I'm walking up and down. I'm sweating as I'm talking about it. I'm chuffing. I'm gonna be super again. I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a sip of this ice cold Mountain Dew voltage and calm down. I'm gonna continue the uh the. Can I guess? Badness against DC, but Dave knows this. Suicide Squad is unwatchable. It is horrifically <laughs> bad. I like full-heartedly disagree, bad. but <laughs> yep. oh my gosh, uh, Mark Robbie is the most annoying character in the world as as Harley Quinn, and that. Uh, Oh my gosh, it makes me so frustrated because I wanted it to be good. I mean, it goes back to like we were talking earlier. The casting's great. Like anything that Joel Kinnaman does, I am I'm in. I love him. Absolutely love him. He's talented, he's amazing, he's awesome. I still had to turn it off. It was so bad. I mean, it's got Will Smith in it, Dave. I mean, I know you love Will Smith. He's horrible in it because it's a bad movie. It's painful <laughs> to watch. I, I seriously, I just started looking at my phone through it because I'm just like, did they really just say that? Did that really just happen? Are you freaking kidding me? It was so <laughs> stupid. Everything I was saying just a minute ago about how DC trusts their audience and they think we're all idiots. That one thinks we are not only idiots, but we only have one brain cell in our head. And that I, brain cell wants Margot Robbie in her underwear. Ugh. Sorry. That but was... you've got Google, Dave. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> you've got, you've got uh, that that, oh, that scene, that you, scene is... I, that that scene movie is great garbage. I, I, think she's, I think she's great. But she is my number one reason why that movie is so bad. That character is so poorly done. And she is so effing annoying through the entire thing. That it's not quirky and it's not like oh it's so cool oh my god it is like i want to punch you in the face because you're that fucking annoying <laughs> i hate that movie there's well, okay. a fine line with harley between annoying and endearing and it's hard to walk the animated series which you know originated the character did it perfectly where she could be overly annoying but then she gets that moment that that endears her to the to the to the viewer I didn't get any of the endearing parts. I didn't get any of that in the movie either. You're right. She was now. I don't. I think any. I think moving forward, her playing the character, she'll do better. I think well, a huge problem with that film was the writing. It, well, James Gunn is doing the second one, right? Well, yeah. yeah, but they're doing they're doing the Birds of Prey movie first with her in it. I don't think we need that. They went to too many Comic Cons and saw too many people dressed up as Harley Quinn, and they're just like, "Let's." Okay, that's that's my okay. Let me let me jump in. Did you really want this movie to be good? Because all the were everything leading up to it, you thought was it's a hot topic commercial. It looked like a hot topic commercial. Now, in fairness, you can go back and play one of the podcasts when they first released Jared Leto's photo, and I was just like, everybody's just like, "Oh my gosh, that looks horrible!" And I'm like, I'm intrigued. I want to see where they go with this. I was interested in it until they made it like a Hot Topic commercial. And I think Hot Topic commercials are better written and better. Uh, <laughs> I've <laughs> never seen a Hot Topic commercial. At least, they're straight, <laughs> at least they'd be straightened to the point. Hey, do you know where I could get grungy clothes that make me look like a doofus? How about Hot Topic? All hey. right, I'll go to Hot Topic. Hey, hey guys, stop at Hot Topic. No, no, no. Hot, hot Topic's great because... they. 
Hot Topic's great because they have sales on Funko Pops all the time. So I will always support oh, Hot Topic. Okay, all right. No, that's a good point. That's a, that's a collector's <laughs> parent. What about Hot Topic, man? Get some manic panic. Get a couple, like, if you need some lip piercings, you're all in. That Comic-Con trailer that came out with the, I started a joke. That one. I know I've done this before on the podcast. Mm -hmm. That trailer blew my mind. I had no interest in Suicide Squad after Batman v Superman. I hated the way the Joker looked when when that came out. Why change it? Why do that? It's just an, it feels like an unnecessary thing. But then that trailer came out and I went, holy crap, that was a good ass trailer. And then even at the end when Joker is holding the paddles and he's like, I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad. I was like, damn, that was pretty good. All right, I'm in. And then the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer came out. And all the goodwill that they had earned with the Comic-Con trailer went out the window. <laughs> that's when it looked like trash. So, my, my – okay. I love David Ayer, and he is the director of that. He has made so many good movies. Um, and I don't know I'm, – I'm trying to defend him, but I, I kind of not – I don't know what the studio made him do, what changes he had to make because of it. I know he himself has come out and said he should have just made the Joker the villain of the movie and mm -hmm. not and not have it be the Enchantress. Uh, I think yeah. the world agrees with you there. We all I think we predicted that it would be the Joker and that the Enchantress was kind of like this the Joker's gonna be behind the scenes type of thing. Yeah, the lead up villain. You know, right. like you defeat the Enchantress, but uh oh, the super boss is still right. is still there. And it felt like that from the trailers and everything that was cut from the movie, apparently, because there's so many scenes from the trailers that aren't in the movie. Um I I, I don't know. I, I'll I'll still defend it. I still actually liked the movie. I thought it was fun, but it was nowhere near nowhere near as good as my expectations were for it, because I really, really wanted that movie to be really good. I wanted it's, it to be really It's a combination good. of faults. You yep. want to you want to know what it is? It's like when you walk into a room and it's got those horrible yellow fluorescent lights and it just bleaches the life out of everything so everyone looks like dead or like like they're dying and their skin's yellow. You mean like Radio Shack in the 90s? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Suicide Squad is like Radio Shack in the 90s. Why is the lighting so bad? They're an electronics store. Because they use those yellow bulbs. I I worked there when we switched to the white bulbs. Oh yeah, that that's the joke. Sorry, <laughs> that was that was a joke. That wasn't that wasn't a real question. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's probably the way I posed it. I should have said it like this. Why is it always so lit poorly in there? I mean, what's the deal with that? I gotta get I gotta get the Seinfeld noise. <laughs> that's Barry Seinfeld. Barry Seinfeld. Barry Seinfeld. Uh, All right, he's not he's not related to Jerry. All right, Dave. My turn. Um, oh, this is bad for so many reasons, and one of them is personal and doesn't have anything to do with the movie itself, but uh, I did not make it through the whole viewing of this movie, and it has nothing to do with the movie, but I would have walked out if I could have anyway. The Matrix Revolutions. Whoa, really? God awful. Yeah, that was so boring, bad. so slow. The f Oh, God, the CGI fight scene is terrible. They're like rubber <laughs> rubber men throwing each other around. Um, I went and saw this, albeit it was my mistake. I got to choose the movie with my girlfriend at the time, who would become my fiancé and then ex-fiancé. Uh, it was like our second date, and this is the movie I chose. The movie before that or after was Bruce Almighty, a much better movie. 
Much uh, better. <laughs> such a good, such a good movie. Uh, and I chose this one because I'm like, oh, it's the third one. It can't be that bad, right? Oh, I'm surprised she went out with me again. Um, <laughs> and then well, the second one was only kind of bad. Right, right. I thought they could redeem themselves with one more. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm wrong. Uh, and halfway through it, we were we were holding hands because that's what you do, I guess. Uh, and she's like, your hands are freezing. And, like, I just was suddenly got super ill in the middle of this movie. And I blamed the Wachowskis for my sickness. Um, and uh, we left. Like, we left in the middle of the movie and we went home and she took care of me. And that was only our second date, so it was pretty pretty awesome. Um, but I would have left. If it had just been me in that theater, I would have left. And I think she was ready to leave anyway. Uh, it was terrible. I hated this movie. And I'm not a big fan of the second one either. What was the second one? Matrix... Reloaded. Reloaded, thank you. Um, I thought the ending was so stupid. I Just, the, they're going to keep doing it over and over and over and over and over and over. And now they're making a, another one. Like, it's, ah. Oh, I just was so angry with when I actually saw the ending of this movie. I'm like, this is really what, the first one was so good. And you used so much theology and so much inspiration for this movie it felt like what that happened with star wars when george lucas wrote it he was using all these different concepts and theology. he was inspired by so much to make this movie it wasn't just a giant bear in space right it was there was depth to it right and mm-hmm. this movie was the same thing they used all of these different ideologies all of these theologies all of these things to inspire this movie and this universe and it was fantastic and then the second one started to water it down and then the third one was like, let's just throw all the wire fights and CGI we can at these people. This is what they want. No, yeah. it's did, not. Did you know that Neo is Jesus? <laughs> I did after this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they hammered it home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of one, it was kind of like, right, the yeah. one is kind of like Jesus who's going to save us all from the from our creators or whatever. Yeah. And then And then the second one. But then by the third one. It's just thematically the film is about Neo being Jesus. <laughs> right. He came back from the dead. Oh, God. He sacrificed himself for us. Yes, yes. All praise Neo. Did you ever finish it? Yeah, yeah. Eventually. Not in theaters. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, uh, because I worked at Blockbuster, I watched it. Because I got a free rental. And I rent. I said, all right, let's 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 finally figure out what's going on with this thing. Oh. I can't. I still hate it. I still, oh, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and it makes me angry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, now, because we're at over an hour, I want to run real quick. Uh, I got quick fire questions. You can talk a little bit about the movie, of course, but what is your homesick movie? Like, either when you're in grade school or, you know, in school, you got to stay homesick, or when you're homesick from work or you just want to lay on the couch. What is the movie you'll pop in? Is it your favorite or is it a different movie? Ooh, well, it's not my favorite because I save V for Vendetta every year for November fifth. Now, okay, because uh, I used to watch it a couple times a year, and now I I I've realized that I prefer waiting until the fifth of November. Gotcha. Because it it becomes a it becomes a whole thing. Um, but I've got a couple movies that I rotate in and out, and they are in my top favorites. Okay. Um, so I can go through them real quick then. Sure. Um, in the comedy side of things, I was going to do this anyway, pair them up. I've got two movies that I'll rotate between if I want to watch a comedy. It's either Dumb and Dumber, which is like my Flash Gordon, 
when I was a kid, that was the movie I saw in my family. We all loved it and we grew up with it and we watched it repeatedly and we quoted it at dinner constantly. And when we get together as a family, um, we'll put it in and watch it and laugh. So <laughs> Dumb and Dumber and Hot Rod. Yes. Which is a guilty pleasure because I freaking love Hot Rod. Can I tell you, just, I, I waited a long time to see it, but once I saw it, I can't, I watch it almost like once a month. Um, <laughs> Popstar, Never Stop, Never oh, Stopping. Oh, Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping. I love that movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Hot Rod yeah. is a must. I love uh, all three movies that were that were made um, by or with the lo- one or, or various members of the Lonely Island crew. Because they, the three of them together made hot rod and um pop star never stop never stopping but one of them i think akiva mm-hmm. directed mcgruber yes which i love mcgruber i had to watch it a second time the first time i was like what is this like i knew i knew the character <laughs> yeah. from snl and i like ryan Phillippe, and i knew all the wrestlers that were gonna be cam- doing cameos in it <laughs> and i'm like what am i watching and then <laughs> i just kept so watching good. it and i'm like all right this is really funny <laughs> Um, but yeah, Hot Rod and Dumb and Dumber. Um, and now as of, I think last year, it came out at the end of last year. Now, a a movie that is honest to God now in my top five favorite films is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I, that is a movie that I will watch once every couple months. I'll just put it on Mm -hmm. and I just want it on. I just want it on in the background so I can hear it and then look over at it and, and be impressed by the visuals. It's a top five movie for me. So it would be between those three, really, which I guess Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse could be considered a comedy as well, because it's very funny. Sure. All right, Jenny? Oh, I'll, I'll name my top three. If I'm home, sick, and I don't want to get off the couch, it would be Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Hands down, I could watch yes. that movie any day, all day. And when it gets to, like, key scenes, it it just makes me so happy. They turned him into a horny toad. That scene, <laughs> dude, I can fast forward just to get to that scene. That's so good. Um, Friday the 13th, part three, where Jason actually gets his mask. Um, I can watch that over and over again because there are some stupid camp counselors. Like it, it is, It's comedy, but it's awesome, too, because it's how we know Jason now. And then... Um, the holiday with jack black the christmas movie <laughs> really uh, oh really? my god wow Love that movie him and kate winslet are are adorable i can watch that movie over and over again and it will come out come this holiday season again i will rewatch it hmm. yeah it's a good one he's a music producer he writes music they get they get smoothies together <laughs> who else is in when that Cameron uh, Diaz is running around Ireland with Jude Law. That's it. Oh, yeah, because there's two right. there's two couples. I remember being on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because they both women had horrible like romantic lives, so they traded houses. So Kate Winslet lived in Ireland and or in in Britain somewhere, and then Kate uh, and uh, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz was in Hollywood as like a TV writer or something. So they trade spaces for two weeks, and Jude Law is Kate Winslet's brother, and comes over to the house why why Cameron Diaz is there, and they fall in love. And then Jack Black writes music for Cameron Diaz's work, 
and comes over to the house and meets Kate Winslet and they fall in love and it's just adorable. I love that movie. Nice. It's really good. The best part about that movie though, hands down, is the old movie producer that lives a couple houses down from where Cameron Diaz lives that um, Kate Winslet starts trying to get him healthy. So they do like water aerobics together and such. But he doesn't want to take his like lifetime achievement award because he feels he's too old and she talks him into it. Like it's Oh, it's such a it's such a good feel good movie. I love that movie. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm glad. Um, mine are standbys, and they probably I don't know probably don't hold up to new people seeing them now, but uh, Goonies. Yay. Uh, Princess Bride. Yay. Ooh. And news about that, huh? What's that? What did you? The Sony CEO recently said. Uh, that some very famous people whose names he will not announce have been talking about remaking The Princess Bride Ugh. and the internet is is blowing up against, because of it. Against it? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. why? Right. For what purpose? Yeah. It's kind of like the Flash Gordon thing. For what, what purpose does it serve? Yeah, I don't like this idea. <laughs> Me neither. Princess no. Bride is great. Yes. Um, Coming to America is a movie I can yes. I can watch oh. anytime, anywhere, and it still makes me laugh. Like I'll laugh at stuff I didn't laugh at like the previous time I saw it, just because I missed it because I was laughing at something else. Like there's just so much in that, and I'm so glad they're making a sequel. Um, and it's gonna be like on Netflix or something, uh, with everybody coming back. So a sequel, Good. a sequel I can abide. Uh, a reboot, no thank you. Uh, of of that kind of movie, um, mm-hmm. yeah, those those are mine. And then real fast, we're gonna wrap up here. Uh, I know Johnny mentioned one or two of them. I don't know if you have any others, but guilty pleasures or, uh, yeah, guilty pleasures movies that you know I you know I don't really. I mean, the only thing that should be a guilty pleasure is murder. But uh, <laughs> you shouldn't feel bad about the movies you like. But what are movies that you watch that people might think really you? Well, to clarify, there are plenty of movies that you should be ashamed for liking. <laughs> Me personally? There or... are so many. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll jump in real quick, and I'll say uh, that a guilty pleasure for me is every film in the Saw franchise. Oh, boy. Okay. I love the Saw movies. Were I you... don't like Jigsaw. Were you part of Trisha's Saw marathons every year? No, I no. didn't even know she did those. Not every year, but when one would come out, she would do like a marathon. Oh, I was never in Wisconsin when oh, okay. when they came out. But I did go see... So I saw the first one late. But after I saw the first one, since they were coming out every year, it would be a tradition to go see it opening night. So sure. I saw two through six opening night. Okay. No, wait, two through seven. Because there were seven of them total. Well, um, there was a recent one, right? Yeah, that's Jigsaw. That's the one I said I don't like. Oh, okay, okay don't like that one bad no good (laughs) um but one through six or one through seven i like them i don't give a shit i know i know they start to get real bad i have issues with the fact that uh that the whole message of the first movie and and the second movie was value your life and then it started to be there were so many jigsaw apprentices who just wanted to kill people (laughs) right that it got it they just became they just became murder films. They were already murder films, but they had a story to it. Mm-hmm. By like the fourth one, there was no more story, or at least no more coherent, understandable 
story and it was just let's kill people in as many crazy ways as we can right um but i still like them yeah that's right so yeah i like them all i've got all seven of them <laughs> and i will and i will rewatch them periodically perfect the six is my favorite wait is it five i think five is my favorite the one that the one that heavily focused on agent strom and it's the one where you find out that the uh chief yeah it was five it's the one where you find out not the chief but strom's boss or uh or or some fbi guy or whatever is the new apprentice and the movie ends with strom being crushed by the walls moving in you know he gets crushed by the walls and you see his arm break oh wow it's graphic that's my favorite one number five all right all right, Jenny. I've been I've been racking my brain because I'm gonna tell you what I think my guilty pleasure is, but I don't think it should be a guilty pleasure because I think everybody should just love them anyways. But then I'll have a backup. So my guilty pleasure is anything and everything Patrick Swayze. So I will watch Roadhouse over and over again, Dirty Dancing, Throwing Ghost, Point Break. Ghosts Ghost used to freak me out. When the demons would take people away, I oh, I had yep. nightmares from that movie. Dude, Roadhouse alone, though, is just is so good. Like, it is such an epically awesome movie. But Point Break, he's the best in Point Break. Like, anything Patrick Swayze. But I don't think that's a guilty pleasure because I think that that's just... That's what everybody should have in their standard diet. So... I'm gonna go. I with... agree. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't consider those guilty pleasures, unless you're talking about the back catalog. Oh yeah, like what was that? Next to Kin or Fatherhood? Like yeah. The only the... the only Swayze movie I watch kind of regularly is Donnie Darko. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. That's a really good one. I don't like Donnie Darko. Oh, weird. Really? I loved uh, I loved The Outsiders too, though. If you want to go way back, <laughs> some deep cuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so guilty pleasure, since, like I said, Swayze should always be just part of a standard diet. Um, I'm going to go with the Final Destination movies. There are some bad yeah. ones. Yeah. I'm all <laughs> in on this one. <laughs> yeah, that those are guilty pleasures for sure. That first yeah. one That first one is a classic. I love the last one. I what still haven't watched five? it. I still haven't watched it. It's in my eye. Oh, my gosh. I know. Me, too. Oh, my God. Neither of you have seen the last one? Oh, no, no, no. I have seen it. I'm saying I like the last one. It's perfect. It's good. That's five, right? It's perfect. Yeah, it's five. Okay. Yeah. Dave, oh, man. There's some stuff. I can't believe you haven't so seen it, Dave. Genius. Dave, you gotta see that. I don't know why. I just never watched it. I maybe I got tired. I, and we can't even talk about it now, Jenny, why. because he hasn't seen it. <laughs> look, look at this guy. He's like Kyle over here. Well, oh, please. Oh, okay. I guess we take, won't talk about the thing. Take we that like. back. Take I, that I back. <laughs> in fairness, in fairness, I can understand why he hasn't seen it because there were a lot in that series that I'm just like, really? I again? always forget which it, one is which. Like, which one's the roller coaster? This, which one's the race crash? <laughs> is this the one with the logs, or is this yeah, the one right. with the escalator? Which like, one is the one with the Candyman? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, watch the last one. It is absolutely perfect. It's so good. The cool thing about those movies is you don't need to see what came before. Right. 
you can just hop in. Two is but if, one and two but, are like one and two are the only ones that are really linked. Because the what's her name is in both of there's them. There's a carryover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even yeah. that, it could be just like a horror movie where you got to go find the person who survived the curse True. before you. True. Yeah. So so the that's exposition the character part is like seriously, I've done this before when I've been homesick, and you've got to watch them all together. They're great, but that last that last movie is so good. It's so good. So yeah, that's. There you go, Dave. You gotta go watch it. It's. Not, I'm so. I'm so excited that you get to encounter this for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I'm really surprised you haven't seen it yet. But I'm also anticipating you watching it, and hearing what you have to say. I'll try to watch it. I'll try to text watch it this weekend. Yeah, and I'm text off, me. I'm off Friday I'm night and Saturday. Get, yeah. When you do it. Now, now, bear in mind that when Jenny and I both agree that you definitely need to see five, because it's totally worth it. This is also coming from it being on Jenny's guilty pleasure list. Oh, I get it. Yeah, no, no, no I get it. <laughs> so, it's not. It's not going to be groundbreaking. Yeah. You know, it's it's not no country for old men. But... <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I'm, I'm understanding this. I can. Which is, I can get. Which is in my top top six or seven now. On Amazon, I can get the first four Final Destinations in one box set for fifteen dollars <laughs> on Blu-ray. Oh, wait, what about number five? Five, what? for whatever reason, it's not part of the collection, but you can get five for $15 on Blu-ray. Uh, it's And you know what? It's worth it. Yeah, 30 <laughs> bucks for, for all three movies? All five. five. All five, five movies? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. My, uh, you know what I loved most about those, real quick, was the, the sense of tension, because you knew that the character was going to die, but you didn't know in what way. And the movies did such a good job of setting up various scenarios that could cause someone to die that were completely unrealistic but epically awesome in the scene yeah like constant shots of the uh of the garbage disposal and and in that say and, and i these are not related I, I can't remember if they're all in this one scene but you'd see a shot of the garbage disposal and then you'd see a shot of water dripping down the counter near near an electric socket and then you'd see like uh, uh, snake slithering across the ground or something. You know what I mean? And then, like, and then the way he died. Various ways that character could die. And right. And when they die, you go, I didn't see that one. Right. All these things in this little apartment, and then the way he dies is the fire escape ladder chops his head off. <laughs> freaking ridiculous. It doesn't chop his head off. Oh, it, it cuts his, his head. Yeah, it halves his, like, in the jaw. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. <laughs> uh, uh, that garbage disposal scene had, scene had me tense. Oh, my my absolute favorite death scene of any Final Destination. I think it's in two when there's the big truck thing and the it hits the fence and the barbed wire cuts the guy in half. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So oh, oh, did yeah. you know, dude, uh, this this will be more for Johnny than anybody. In Final Destination 4, the Final Destination, you got a couple of uh, DCCW people in it. So Nick, Z- oh. Nick Zano is in it. He plays the Steel, Captain Commander Steel or whatever that guy's name is. Okay. And then Chantel Van Satin, who I believe was uh, the Flash's like detective partner for a while. Uh, Patty Spivet? Yeah. Oh, interesting. And then I just realized that Nick DaCosta is in the Final Destination 5, and he played um, Two-Face on Gotham. I like mm. him. He's a good actor. Wait, Two-Face or Harvey Dent? Just Harvey Dent. Yeah, I don't think he ever became Two-Face on Gotham. No, I think he was a good guy the whole time. Yeah. 
He's a good. He's a good actor. Anyway, all right. So my guilty pleasure is. Uh, well, I have a lot of guilty pleasures, but I'll go with this one because it's a rom com, and I'm not a rom com fan by any stretch. But I love it because it's a it's a it's a baseball movie too. Uh, Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Really? Yeah. It's a stupid movie. Wow. It is a yeah. dumb movie. <laughs> Uh, don't get me wrong, and it, but it's written by the or directed by the Fairley Brothers, and I like the Fairley Brothers. Um, but it's got less of their like dumb humor, and it's mm-hmm. you know it, it's a it's a romantic comedy. I don't know, maybe it's partly because I thought you know I like Jimmy Fallon and his humor, and uh, it's Drew Barrymore, and it's it's kind of that that wedding singer type thing, but with baseball. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta imagine it's more of the baseball part of it that really li- I like about it, and be- being a fan of something like that, um, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I can turn it on and and enjoy it. Um, that was back when they were trying out Jimmy Fallon as a leading man. Yeah, with that and what Taxi I think was the other one mm-hmm. with him Taxi. and Queen Latifah. Yep. Yeah, it didn't work out, but he's he's good on nope. the Tonight Show. He, he's he, good. He's he's good there. Um, I have a guilty pleasure rom com. I'll throw in there real quick. Just friends. Okay. With, yeah. Uh, with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and uh, what is her name? Amy Smart. Uh, Amy Smart. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Anna Ferris or Anna Ferris, however you pronounce it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 That's when I fell in love with her. Oh okay. Um, and then another one which is weird for me. I don't know why this movie stuck with me and why I enjoy it so much because it's not my kind of movie. And it stars Mark Wahlberg, of all people. Uh, Four Brothers. I also like Four Brothers. I'm, I hate Tyrese, but Andre 3000's in it. Chiwetela Giafor is in it. And mm-hmm. um, uh, who's, the, who's the kid in it? He was, uh, he was in Friday Night Lights. Oh, Garrett Hedlund. He was in the movie Friday Night Lights. That name sounds familiar. He's been in something else. Um, wasn't he? No, that's, that's, that's the guy who played Gambit. I can't remember. Yeah, he has been in other stuff. Um, I'm gonna look it up while you talk about why you like it. But uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is a good villain. He's a good, he's a villain in this, and then he was in Serenity, like either just before this or just after this. He was the bad guy, and so it was weird seeing him be a British dude, and then he's a British like, and then he's like a gangster in this movie. <laughs> so it was just weird. Um, and then he becomes a wizard in Doctor Strange. Uh, but oh, I, Tron Legacy. That's it. Yes, that's yeah, you're what right. I remember him. From. Yeah, he's good in that too. Um. I don't know. I just liked this movie. It was just one of the. It was like a throwback to like '90s and '80s action movies. Um, there's a long like ice car chase scene that's just ridiculous and cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this movie, but I I remember seeing it and buying it like the next day. <laughs> like I bought it on DVD. I had to have it, and I have it on uh, Blu-ray still to this day. Um, I, it's just a good movie. I, I enjoy it, and I—I I guess I call it a guilty pleasure because I'd never hear anybody talk about that movie. Um, I th- did it get any? Did it get good reviews? I think it didn't. Uh, probably not. Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking. I'm on Wikipedia because I had to look up Garrett Headland. Fifty-three percent. Okay. I mean, it, John Singleton was the director. He's a good director. So. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head of another movie that I like that most people don't really either have ever seen or, or, uh, would not expect me to enjoy. Um, uh, see, I like all different kinds of movies, so I don't think there's a movie that someone would be really surprised to hear that I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it surprise, I guess, did it surprise you when I said Saw? No, not really. 
I mean, okay. I, 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 I didn't know, but I wasn't like, oh, that, that's weird, you know. Yeah, I, I can't think of a movie. Like, there are plenty of movies because Jenny has such a specific taste mm-hmm. that I'm sure there's a movie, like some big Hollywood blockbuster that, that I could imagine Jenny would say she's not interested in or, or, yeah. or thinks would suck. And then I'd be very surprised to hear that she liked it. Oh, I got my last one here. Um, and this is a movie I spent the whole summer renting a bunch of times, and it's mostly because of Tom Hanks. Uh, but A League of Their Own is one of my all-time favorite movies. That's a good Well, that's example. not a guilty pleasure, because that's a great movie. Right, right. I just, most people wouldn't expect me to list it, I guess, probably. Mm. But it's also a baseball movie, so, but yeah, that is a movie, when I was in Little League, that came out, and I was a huge, I love Tom Hanks to death. And I, I remember just watching that movie over and over again, and just running around the little league, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> just you know what I, I think I think a guilty pleasure, and, and I'm sure we've over the years defined what yeah. we believe a guilty pleasure is. But I think what it also comes down to is not just did the movie not do very well, and most people don't like it, but you happen to like it, but how much you like it. Yeah. So here's one that might surprise you. I really, 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 really like Osmosis Jones. I don't think I've ever seen that. I love that movie. That's uh, Chris Rock, right? Chris Rock and um, Frazier's brother. Oh yeah, David 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 Hyde Pierce. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Um, and Bill Murray, and I love that movie. I just I love it. I love it. I could rewatch it endlessly. I like that movie a lot. It's not my you know certainly not my top favorites, but mm-hmm. that to me is a guilty pleasure because it wasn't well received. Not a lot of people even know about it. It was directed by the Farrelly brothers, who did some good stuff early on, but really went off the rails. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and I just love Osmosis Jones. All right, that's cool. Yeah, that's an animated thing, right? Uh, half animated. Oh, okay. Yep, everything that takes place, they're all germs and cells living inside uh, Bill Murray's body. So oh, okay. When, so all anytime you see Chris Rock, he's a white blood cell. He's animated. But then there's real world, real life world stuff. I don't know if uh, I ever knew that. I've, like I said, I've never seen it, so yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's not good. <laughs> sure, sure. But I like it a lot, and I really like Chris Rock. Uh, you know what? Chris Rock movies are probably guilty pleasures. Like Down to Earth. That's not a good movie, but that's, I like it. That's Steve Martin and him, Rock. right? Uh, no, no. Down Bo- uh, no. I was gonna say Bowfinger, but that's Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, yeah. I and I also like Bowfinger. <laughs> I think that everyone likes the soundtrack to Bowfinger. I don't know if everybody liked the movie Bowfinger. <laughs> yeah. All right, like, that's probably my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. Bowfinger? Yeah. Wow, that that's. I wow. know. I like I like the majority of them. I like, I've seen Beverly Hills Cop, and <laughs> I, I know people. And I like Coming to America. I know people that like Norbit a lot. Oh what? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> or that's a guilty pleasure. Or Pluto them. Nash. <laughs> oh, nobody likes Pluto Nash. You are a liar. I am. I am. <laughs> I am totally lying. I like Pluto Nash better than Shrek. Oh no. <laughs> all right, all right. That's gonna be our show this week. You guys can all chime in. Let us know your favorites, your guilty pleasures, and the movies you have walked out on or hated. Uh, at Atomic Geekdom on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all that good stuff. Even comment on this uh, post on AtomicGeekdom.com. Let us know. Uh, we'll talk about it. If we haven't seen them, we'll watch it, and we'll review it on an episode of this podcast and talk about it as well, especially your guilty pleasures or the ones you hated the most. That'll be real fun for all of us. 
Um, but you can also hit us up on social medias individually. Johnny? Uh, I'm at Johnny Wellens. And you might see me on some sort of uh, stream. I don't know where it is, but I've been playing some Smash Brothers tournaments. I was telling Dave and, and Jenny earlier, yes. and I did pretty well at the... I've only been to two ever. The first one I did okay. The second one I did pretty well. Um, but uh, but the my matches where I lost were the only ones that were streamed. So all the <laughs> matches I won were not streamed, but the two matches I lost going into losers and then my loss in losers were streamed. There you go. Keep your eyes um, peeled. I'm sure. Yeah, I might. Yeah, I, if I find it, I'll I'll link it or whatever. I don't. I don't. Uh, I've never. My brother sent me the link one time, and I watched when he was going to it at a time I couldn't go, but he wasn't on stream, so I abandoned it, and I don't remember what it was. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned, and if uh, you tweeted out or something, we'll retweet it as well. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. All right. Jenny? I'm at Robbie Art. I just post nerdy stuff, lots of music stuff. I don't go to Twitter much anymore. I do around Comic-Con. You'll find me there on Comic-Con, but mostly Instagram. I like shiny pictures, flashy things that you can look at. Even Insta- so hit me up. Instagram is now getting a bad rep uh, lately. Well, it's Facebook, and it's it. You can't. Nothing's. Uh, it sucks. I'm <laughs> saying. Yeah, Instagram's been <laughs> like the most, but it nothing. You can't tell if a post was today or three years ago, and it filters out. I follow people because I want to see what they put, but because I don't like everything that they like, then they just leave from my feed, so I never see their stuff. A lot of cosplayers who don't do, like, mostly lewd stuff, they do normal, like, you know, not normal, but they do stuff that's just regular clothes. I've been getting shadow banned because they showed, like, a thigh on one of their skirts. Like, it's been getting crazy on Instagram. Yeah, they they bounce up. Yeah, it's it's not and yet, good. And yet, uh, YouTube allows like just some of the worst racist videos I've ever seen. Keep just keep posting. Well, freedom <laughs> of speech, Dave. Yeah, people yeah. got to be able to voice their there's, opinions. There is a not to not to give props to another podcast, but there's a great reply all about YouTube censorship and how that they do it for like hate speech and things like that, and how their actual coding works and how it falls and it's fascinating because it makes sense on why some of the stuff goes through but then it also sucks because it's all for advertising mm-hmm. like it's, it's a great episode oh yeah i had no doubt it would come down to money but anyway uh all right that's our show this week we'll be back next week i'll figure out what that topic is sometime soon but uh, the poll as to which show we will discuss in its entirety is done. It's over. We posted on Facebook and Twitter. It's a landslide. The first show we're going to talk about between, I think it's going to be Johnny and Kyle and myself, is Batman the Animated Series. Woo! So we're going to do... Flash Gordon? <laughs> we'll Not put Flash it, Gordon. I think you're the only one that could talk about it on a, our group. But but <laughs> I will I will rewatch it. That was my first one yours. Uh, I'll rewatch it for the for the recording. There you go. For those for those that don't know or were asking, we had a couple of questions on Twitter. Why don't you do both? We will eventually. This was just to decide which one's our first one. So we wanted to get some options out there. We voted on those two to come down with as finalists, and then you guys picked the one we'll talk about, and that's going to be Batman the Animated Series. So that'll be coming up soon, if not next week, uh, soon. 
And then, of course, October is our entirely spooky paranormal month. So I got to start laying out the themes for each episode of that month. Um, and just uh, some some news is we will be covering um, the Queen Mary Dark Harbor again. They're doing a whole new new haunt, I guess you want to call. So keep an eye out on YouTube for some videos come early October. Yeah, subscribe now and go check out last year's coverage. It's awesome. And there's a haunted hayride, I think, in there too. Yep. Yeah. Separate video, there's but yeah. Stuff. Definitely get out and and see what's around your uh, around your hood for haunts. There's some there's some great things going down. Yeah, the JCs aren't the only one that make a good haunted house. That might be a local thing. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. Do us a favor, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. Five stars is fantastic. Even if you don't like it, just give it five stars. It doesn't hurt you at all. I mean, geez. Just click a button. And if you have to type the review, say, uh, I hate this show, but I get five stars because I'm a good person and it's all about me. There's your review. See? You can just write what I just said. You're the best. Their podcast sucks. Five stars. We promote. Or give us one star. That's nope, fine, too. Nope, 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 nope. The, 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 the voice, uh, the opinions and statements made by Johnny do not reflect any of those at Atomic Geekdom. It should not be taken seriously by anyone except for Johnny. <laughs> oh. That is very sad. <laughs> Everything before what he just said should be is, is fine. It's just that last thing uh, he said. Don't what I said before should be stricken from the record. Right, right. Okay. And now if I had time to edit, I would. <laughs> what you could do is just real quick put it in edit where, not, where I say, or you can give us a five if you want. Or <laughs> right, just five. Like you got to do it real muffled. And sound like just completely different audio quality. I'll set it up for you. Or if you want. Feel free to hop over to iTunes or whichever service you use. And if you want to give us a rating, go ahead and give us a rating. Five! Because you're a good person. And that's yeah. the way the world works. You know, we help each other. Right. We hold each other's hands. And we can't get through life without each other. We need each other. That's so, right. So, what are you going to do? Earth first, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> what sounds better? <laughs> made in America or made on Earth? <laughs> right. Exactly. Alright, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you both for joining me, as always. You're welcome. There it is. That's what I was looking for. Alright, say goodbye. Bye. Bye.